right? Simply because we're family. And there are people among us who, who maybe they, they don't come to church very regularly or, or they haven't been to church for a long, long time, but we still love them simply because we are family, right? And now, you know, now that I'm a pastor, sometimes, um, sometimes people will be like, oh, sorry, pastor, I haven't been coming to church. I'm, I'm so sorry about my attendance, you know? And, and, and usually it's people I'm not very close to. Uh, so I just say, oh, no, 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 it's okay, right? But, but what I really want to say is like, I'm not thinking about your attendance, bro, right? I'm not thinking about your attendance record. Like, I'm just happy to see you. Maybe I should say that, but it's a bit awkward, right? Um, but, but don't you feel the same way? Like when a person who hasn't been coming for a long time appears one day, we're not like, oh man, where have you been? You've been absent for three weeks. Do you have an MC or an excuse letter or a VR? Valid reason. Don't you do that in exams? Right? You're, you're just like, when you see them, you're just like, hey girl, hey. Right? You're not like, oh man, attendance not too, you know, right? But yeah, hopefully not as awkward as the horse, right? And you know, to me, um, loud gen attendance is, is really not about numbers in the sense that we'll be a hit target or like, or, or whatever. It's, it's more like, you know, I've told the leaders this before. Sometimes I feel like I'm an, I'm an old grandma uh, or, uh, you know, like a matriarch or something. And then I call all my kids and my family back home for dinner because I've cooked like 10 amazing dishes. It's obviously hypothetical because I don't cook and I'm not a grandma, right? But, but you know, if, if any family member doesn't come, I, I'm not like, oh, man, I didn't hit target, or like, oh, what a waste of my cheese, or what, whatever, right? It's, it's just like, oh, man, I just, I just really wanted to see you, right? I just really wanted to see you because, you know, I miss you, right? It's not about numbers or hitting targets or whatever. I mean, I hate numbers. I hate maths, right? It's, it's just about family, right? It's just about being together. So, so loud, Jen, we are family. Oh, so much better. Okay, great. Okay. So, you know, I, I want to really encourage you to just be part of the family, like enjoy being a part of the family, and don't walk through life alone, okay? Don't walk through life alone. You know, in, in prisons, when people are in prisons, the worst punishment is this thing called solitary confinement, okay? When you are locked up in a cell, like, like you behave really badly in a prison or something, and, and they lock you up in a cell all alone with no human interaction. That's like the worst Punishment, not even like the, the what beating and whatever. It, solitary confinement is usually the worst punishment. And, and um, prison itself is about isolation from society, right? You can't see your friends, your families, whatever. Isolation is the harshest punishment, okay? So prison itself, you know, um, is, is already isolation, but solitary confinement is, is like, it's the worst. You can't see. Some of you are like, what? This is, oh, this is great. I don't want to see anybody, is it? I mean, look, I am a total introvert, but even I wouldn't want to be locked up here like for an extended period of time, right? And, and you know, solitary confinement makes people go crazy, like literally, okay? Studies have shown that when you are locked up in solitary conf- confinement, it actually reduces your mental and physical capabilities. Like you're physically um, affected. It causes mental disorders or it can trigger mental disorders um, because being alone for an extended period of time literally makes you go mad. And so there are groups that like com- campaign against solitary confinement because it's inhuman- inhumane and all that kind of stuff, right? Being alone for an extended period of time literally makes you go mad because we are created for community. We are created for family and even our physical bodies 
recognize that when you're locked up alone, you, even your physical capabilities um, are affected. And yet, some of us uh, choose to walk around uh, in self-imposed solitary confinement, right? We, we kind of we, we build prison walls around ourselves. You know, we, we don't let people get too close to us, whether it's because we've been hurt in the past or, or whatever reasons, or you know, we think we can just survive on our own. Um, and especially nowadays, right? Some of us hide behind our computer or our phone screens all day. Like, this is a real problem, right? Real problem nowadays. You know, we only know how to connect online and we don't build deep, real relationships. You know, this world is full of lonely people. And, and I believe that consequently, because of that, we see an increase in things like depression. The statistic I've heard from Dr. Raj is that about 10% of all people are affected by depression in their lifetime. Okay, that means among us today, right, there's probably going to be at least four or five of us who will at some point face depression in our lives. And recently I learned that the root of a lot of depression is relational. Okay, relationship issues, right? You know, loneliness is, is, is a growing problem in our society, probably because of, you know, the rise of the internet, mobile devices. And, and also, I believe, because modern culture is very individualistic. It's all about yourself, all about the self, rather than community-centered. But you know how sad it is, and, and I'm really not saying this in, in judgment, but really in grief, how sad it is when, as believers, knowing the truth of, of, of God's love, knowing the truth of Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the love of the Father, we, we still walk through life just lonely and, and disconnected and just not in community. I love this verse in the Bible that says, God sets the lonely in families. You know, He gives the lonely a home. That God didn't make us and didn't design us to go through life alone. And I know that some of us have, have maybe families that are not so ideal, but as believers, we always have a spiritual family. Another one of my favorite verses, um, Hebrews 10. I memorized this when I was a youth. Let us consider how we may spell one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So let's not stop meeting, okay? Don't stop coming to church. As a, as a spiritual family, let's encourage each other spur one another on toward love and good deeds. It's biblical. We are family. Gabriel's a faithful one. And you know, the other thing about families is that sometimes we get new members, right? Um, my family was initially my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and me, right? And then when my husband and I got married, I became a part of his family. He became a part of my family. Um, you know, he became like Tiefu, that's what my siblings call him. Uh, you know, they, they disturb him and make fun of him the same way that they disturb him in front of me, right? part of the family. And then we had kids, right? We have new members of the family again. And so um, the family can grow, right? And the thing about God's family, our spiritual family, is that we always want to grow, right? We always want new members, right? Because everyone is invited to join this family. Everyone can be a part of it. It's not an exclusive club or group. You know, most groups in the world are built around exclusivity, Right? You have to attain a certain level or do something um, to be a part of this clique. Right? And people want, because people want to be part of like a cool group or a cool clique. Right? Because there's a lot of pride and identity that is built around some shared status or some shared um, achievement. You know? it's, like, it's like sports teams. Like, oh, you support Man United too? 
Yeah, that's right, bro. We the cool ones. Amen, Junhong. <laughs> Not like those Liverpool supporters, right? I mean, like 10th on the table. What? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. Or like, or like, oh, we're all from raffles, man. Reflesians in the house. Raise up your hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, they're not even proud, okay? Like, oh, we think we're so cool, right? Like, white shirt, white pants, like the PAP. Or, you know, or sometimes we, we even have, like, club, like clubs, like, um, oh, wow, you bought so much bubble tea, you have attained, like, the ghost status, and now you have this, like, card that is, like, you're part of some super drinker's club or something. Okay, there, no, there isn't such a club, right? Because if there is, I'm sure I would be... Okay. Right, and I, I'm sure you've heard of the mean girls, you know, you can't sit with us thing, right? This is all about, like, how our clique, our gang defines ourselves. Like, we all wear pink on Wednesdays and, and you know, that, that, that kind of thing, right? So, this is, like, this is, this is the world, right? You love pink? Okay, this is the world, right? But, you know, the church, the church is, is the one place, the one group that is completely inclusive, right? Completely inclusive. It is truly for everyone. It has to be because the gospel is for everyone. We all know John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Just now we talked about Matthew 12, right? When Jesus said, for whoever, whoever does the will of God, of, of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever believes, right? Jesus died for everyone and everyone is invited to be a part of this family. And therefore, in the same way, his family, his house, the church is open to anyone who believes, right? It's open to whoever believes, everyone who believes. And that's why last week we talked about loving our neighbor, no matter who they are, right? Gay, straight, Muslim, rich, poor, annoying. We have to love them, whoever because Jesus died for all. So the gospel is for whoever believes and the church is for whoever. And if you ever find yourself wondering, do I belong in church? Yes, you do. The answer is always yes. Okay, whatever school you're from, whatever football team you support, however you, you dress, whether you went to Sunday school or not, however fast or slow your 2.4 timing is, you know, whether you are a bimbo or a nerd, you, are, you, you belong in church. Right? Whoever you are, everyone's invited. Jesus has invited us into his family. And you know, with family, when you're in, you're in. Right? We are family. Now, I want to end by showing you a passage in Scripture that I believe beautifully illustrates how um, the church expresses their Christian faith by doing life together as a family. Okay? So, we're going to turn to Acts chapter 2. Okay, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 onwards. Acts 2, 42. They, devo they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, 
praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Don't you think this is such a great passage? It's like it's so simple. Um, and, and my dream is really that, that Lao Jen will become such a family of believers. I mean the spirit, lah, because I think you all don't have much possessions and goods to sell, right? <laughs> you know, as, as you read this, I, I really hope that you will catch the, the vision of the kind of community that Lao Jen can be. And don't forget this church in Acts, right? This is the, 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 the first church, the early church. This church basically exploded from 120 people to like 3,000 people, or like maybe 3,120 people in one day. Um, because, you know, Peter, Peter pre- preached this like bam sermon and 3,000 came to know Christ. Um, if you look at the verse before that, verse 41. And if 3,000 people can live like this, then I'm sure Lao Jen, we can live like this as well. Okay, and I think that there are five things that we can learn from the early church, the Acts 2 church. Okay, firstly, they were a reverent church. Okay, if you look at verse 43, it says everyone was filled with awe. Right, the church has to be all about God, right? Because of the supernatural things that were happening, the wonders, the miracles of God, there was the fear of the Lord among them. Everyone is filled with awe. And I believe that as a church, we need to be constantly filled with awe, like a perpetual sense that, oh my goodness, God, you are so awesome. That's what a church has to be like, okay? And next, this church is really next level, right? They were a sharing church. Look at verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They were so united, they shared everything, including money. Right, you know, if someone had a need, like, like for example, if, anyone, if, if any, of one, any one of you told me, hey, uh, John, my, my, my dad's going for surgery, but, you know, I, 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 I can't really afford it. I'll be like, oh, no worries, I'll sell my car and pass you the cash. That's the kind of, that's the kind of family life they had, right? It was that kind of sharing and unity. It was really next level, right? You know, when my husband and I got married, we, uh, we, we went for premarital counseling, right? And we were told that um, as a married couple, we should combine our bank accounts, okay? Because now you're one, you're one flesh, you are one unit, and so there's no longer my money and his money. It's everything. It's our money. And I had no issues with that, man. It was probably more of an issue for my husband because he earns more and I shop more. But, you know, we we did it, right? The early church even shared their money. There was no concept of my money, his money, her money. It was like everything's like our money, Right? That's the kind of unity and, and love that they have. And was it communism as we know it? I think no, because it was voluntary and it was motivated by the love of the Lord. And if you, if you want to call it communism, then it was really like a Christian communism that actually worked. Because if you turn down two chapters to Acts chapter 4, okay, um, Acts chapter 4 talks about this attitude of sharing again. And, and it says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, right? No, my thing, your things, everything is our things, our money. They shared everything they had. And if you look at verse 34, God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them, right? Acts chapter 2, we read, um, they, they gave to anyone who had need. And then Acts chapter 4, there was no needy person. Everyone's needs were met. The early church was marked by a deep level of generosity. And just imagine the testimony that this would be to people outside of the church. 
right? People would be like, whoa, this family loves each other that much? Like, what, whoa, what is with this 3,120 people? Right? And, and, and Lao Jian, we need to ask ourselves, can we be marked by this level of love, kindness, generosity towards each other? You know, when Jesus commanded his disciples to love each other, just as he, has loved, he had loved them, he also said, verse 35, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That is how people will recognize that we are Christians. This is the distinguishing mark of being a Christian, that because God so loved us, we love one another. You know, when I, when I, when I quit my job I, and, and I was leaving, um, my, one of my Muslim colleagues told me, uh, he's like, oh, you're going to work in a church. And he said that his impression of church was that when my previous principal's mom passed away, right, she was really sad and all that, um, but she was telling that and they were asking, oh, how are you? And she said, oh, actually, it was really good because the church just took care of everything. They arranged the funeral, they just did everything, and I was just, I was just, I was just grieving, but the church took care of everything. And he said that that is his impression of a church. And he said, oh, it's so good, you know, the mosque needs to learn from that. What a great testimony, right? What a great testimony to people outside the church when we, can, we, we, when we have that sense of family and love among us. So the early church, were, they were a reverent church. They were a sharing church. Now, they were also a consistent church. Now, what this, mean, what this means is, look at verse 46. Okay, verse 46 tells us that they met in the temple courts and then they met in their homes. Right? They spent time together in church and they spent time together in, in their homes. They ate together and they did all this with glad and sincere hearts. So they were just as happy and earnest and joyful in church as they were at home. There was no church-home divide, no angel in church, monster at home, right? Kraken at home, right? what we talked about earlier. They were consistent, okay? And of course, they were also a happy church. I mean, like, just basic, right? They ate together with glad, sincere hearts. They were praising God. You know, joy is another fundamental mark of a Christian because we have been saved from a lifetime of destruction. There is fullness of life and joy in Christ. We have a perfectly heaven, we have a perfect heavenly Father and we have a spiritual family in Christ. There is joy. There is joy when God's people come together. And I hope you feel happy Every week, when you come to church, the church was a happy church. And finally, they were a growing church, right? The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, it doesn't say that, that they grew because they had lots of, like, huge evangelistic rallies or events or, like, Prito was preaching or whatever. Maybe they did, but it seems like if this verse appeared there, that the key the key to this daily growing was that they just did life together in unity and generosity and joy and the fear of the Lord. And as they did that, God grew the church daily. I mean, can you imagine that? Every day, new converts. Goals. Okay. Now, let's, um, I'm going to end with this, this video. I'm going to show you um, a video. This guy is called Francis Chan. Uh, he's a pastor in, in the USA. Okay, I'm going to show you. Can we show the video? The crew. Okay. Sit back, relax. He's bald like Janahan. There you go. Okay. There was this guy um, that came to my church once, and, and he was a part of a gang. And uh, 
and decided to ditch everything and and follow Jesus and he got baptized and after a while though he stopped coming to the, the church gatherings and and one of my buddies asked him they go hey what, where you been he, he says when I got baptized he goes I thought that it was gonna be like when I got jumped into the gang because when I got jumped into my gang he goes suddenly everyone had my back we became like a family 24 7 he says so when I got baptized I thought this is what's gonna happen with the Christians he goes I, I didn't know that it was just Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights because I thought it was gonna be family so he goes I, I just had it wrong in my head and yet when I heard that I thought no you got it right we've got it wrong and and honestly it was heartbreaking because I thought the gangs are a better picture of family than the churches the gangs are a better picture of the body than than we are they're having a fellowship and a sharing that we don't see in the church of Jesus Christ and yet that's the very thing that Jesus wanted for us You know, Laojun, are we family or are we family? We are family, right? Family 24-7. We need to have each other's back, you know? And how do we as a church get from Acts 2, right? Acts 2, all these things that were happening. Like that's, that's the to vision I had for church. It was not just one guy get... To today where the gangs are a better picture of family than church. You know, um, Hillsong, New York, they always display this welcome home banner at their church service. Does church feel like home? Like family? You know, does, does coming to church feel like you're coming home to a familiar, safe, loving place? You know, for me, I, I grew up in this church, like literally. Um, you know, when we celebrate our anniversary, I was like, oh, what? It's basically the church is my age, like, okay? I grew up in this church all my life, and now I work here, right? I'm here every day. And it really does feel like, like, uh, like, like home and like family. But it's not just about the, you know, the length of time or the frequency I come here. It's also the people, you know, older people who have, who have sown into my life. I'm sure you all know Elder Vincent. Elder Vincent was kind of like my, my youth, sort of my youth pastor. And now I am Rachel and Daryl's youth pastor. Uh, Tiani's mom, Tiara's mom, they used to teach me in Sunday school. Pastor Chiming's wife, Karen, was uh, my mentor in the youth ministry, and now I work with Pastor Chiming. And, and I really, I love this, fans, this sense of family in our church. I love that we see families and siblings serving and, and growing in, in our church. You know, I love the, the seedlings, Jess, John, <laughs> and Joanna. Um, you know, the Yap brothers. Only one, oh no, where's the other one? Yeah, oh, Yap brothers, right? Uh, of course, the ridiculously talented Lim family. Tianyi, Rachin, Tianhui, the O sisters, and also the size zero sisters, and the size 50 sisters, Joanne and Joanne, <laughs> Joanne and Jody, okay. Um, <laughs> Not a shame, man. Um, and, you know, in, in a few weeks' time, uh, we're going to have some P6s joining us, and, and among them, we're, we're going to have Megan's sister, we're going to have Leah's brother, we're going to have Song Tao's brother. Like, I, I, I love it. I love this sense of family in our church. Um, some of you will know Caleb Pang. 
Yelapang is he, he's my age, but I look younger, right? You know, we, we, we grew up together in youth ministry. Ha, <laughs> spot us. Um, yeah, who's who? Uh, the pretty one is Mina. <laughs> no, he's not the one with Backstreet Boys hair. He's, the, he's this, this one, okay? That's, the other one's his brother. Um, so yeah, we, we, grew, we grew up together in youth ministry. Uh, we served together. Uh, previously, we had like, something called the youth committee. And, and, and now, even though we, you know, we have our own families, we work in different jobs, and, and, and it's not like we're super close or we talk like, every day or anything, um, but, but we're still serving together in the same church. We're still friends. Our kids are now friends. Um, and sometimes we really piss each other off because we're so different. He's very sensitive, and I'm not. And I'm very annoying, okay. Um, but, 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 you know, I, I, I think of him like family, you know, uh, no matter how annoying he is, or I am. <laughs> and, and, you know, like when he married Sabrina and, and, and she joined the church, it was like, great, new family member, right? Uh, some of you will obviously know Joel Tay, right? Uh, our moms are, are close. We literally grew up together. Uh, you know, he used to play Barbie dolls with, with us. Um, and I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, his wife, Alicia, and I, we were good friends when we were in youth ministry together, people like Minway, you know, who some of you will know. And, and, and I think of all of them as, as, as family. Like if, if they need help, I'll be there. It's not, it's not like we're, we're close, like everybody we call each other or whatever, right? But if they need help, I'll be there. And I believe if I need help, they'll be there. And I genuinely care for them. And I believe that they genuinely care for me. And it's not because we are, not because they are like perfect, like super lovable and likable people. I mean, I know a lot of their tao kuan, you know, and I know a lot of their bad points. And they definitely know mine. But, but that's kind of irrelevant because we're, we're just family. And I really hope that in Lao Jen, you guys will build strong friendships and relationships, uh, family relationships that will last for like the next 50 years or so, like SG100, you know? Because you never stop being family. Okay, so, so Lao Jen, let's, let's, let's be a family. Let's be a family that genuinely loves, a family that doesn't judge, you know, a family that is accepting and loving towards whoever. You know, a family that is different from the world's exclusive and, and judgmental attitude. A place where we can be real, where we can let down our defenses, be vulnerable, share our struggles, share our ugly side, and know that people still care and still love you. And so are we willing to actively play a part in making Lao Jen such a community, such that when people come to Lao Jen, they will think, wow, this really feels like family. Like, wow, this family loves each other that much. Let's be that kind of family. I'm going to close for real now, okay? Let's get the band up. Can we get a band up? You know, guys, I, I, I believe that when we listen to sermons or when we read the Word, that we, we read it firstly to have our lives changed by God, right? We don't read it on behalf of other people. You know, like we don't listen to a sermon and think like, oh, my mother should totally hear this, man. Like, that's totally what she needs to work on in her life, right? We, we, we don't listen for other people. Like, oh, this message, I think it's meant for Joseph or whatever, you know? We don't, we don't listen to other people, so, so, for other people. So, so let's think about ourselves, okay? Let's think about our own lives and, and, and what, what God is teaching us and showing us today about family. You know, maybe your family has, has failed you in whatever way, right? Maybe your family has failed you 
um, maybe your church family even has failed you. But you know, because we have the perfect Father's love, because Jesus loved us enough to die on a cross for us and then told us to love each other the same way, we love our families no matter what. And so today, let's be thinking, what can we do to love our families more, to honour our families, be honour our parents, be a good testimony at home? Those are the two questions I said uh, to think about at the start, right? And now, particularly for our spiritual family, let's be thinking about what we can do to make Lao Jen more of a family, to make Lao Jen the best family we can be. And I think there are two questions that you can reflect on. The first is, are you willing to see Lao Jen as your family? Do you see the church as your family? Do you see Lao Jen as your family? Because come on, we are family. We are definitely imperfect, okay? We are, we are all human. We are, we are imperfect. We will fail each other sometimes. We will be annoying. We will piss each other off. But we're still family. And we love each other simply because we're family. And so are you willing to see the church, to see Lao Jen as your family? And secondly, are we willing to contribute to making Lao Jen a family? Are we willing to be real bros? You know, not just call each other bro. Like, are we willing to show love to each other, take care of each other, listen to each other without judgment, accept and love each other, even when the other person is annoying or clearly in the wrong or just weird? Like, are we willing to make Lao Jen a happy family that fears God, is united, is loving and generous with each other? So let's just spend some time thinking about um, your response to all this. Are you willing to see Lao Jen as your family and are you willing to be a part of this family and contribute to making Lao Jen the best family that we can be? So let's just spend some time with God. Just think about your own family. Think about Lao Jen as a family. want us to rise. Let's all stand up. You know, many of, uh, many of you have finished your exams, right? And for the next few months in Lao Jen, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. We have Lao Fat. We have the Halloween party outreach. The P6s are going to come in. We're going to have our December camp. We're going to have a Christmas outreach. Now, let's do all these things as, as family. Let's do all these things together as family. And, and, and I want to end off this whole series by just having us pray together in twos or threes. You know, let's, let's pray together and, and just think about all that God has been speaking to you about. Pray with your, your bro, your sis, you know, like bless each other. Bless your brother, bless your sister. And, and let's pray for Lao Jen as well, that we will be family. And we can pray for the stuff that's coming up. Let's pray that we will do everything in love, in unity. Because by this, will all men know that we are His disciples. We are followers of Christ. Okay, so let's, let's break up into twos or threes.
Okay, let's just spend some time praying together. It's like, you know, you don't need to like pray some holy, like super holy prayer. We're just family, right? Just pray um, for each other. Pray for our ministry.
Okay, if you're done, uh, let's just come to the front. We're going to end soon. guys stand closer to each other your families can invade personal space Jody is always in my no, just kidding uh. <laughs> she just keeps rolling her eyes at me <laughs> alright just give each other a, a, like a fist bump or a high five or, or a hug if you are of the same gender or whatever you want to do you know expression of love or just a raised eyebrow or something that's your style. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to... Um, I, I, I hope the relationship series was helpful for you. I hope you were blessed by it. Start, start you thinking about um, things. We're going to end uh, by praising God together with glad and sincere hearts. Amen. Yes. Um, so, so stand together. Feel the family love. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're going to end. Uh, we're going to praise God, and then and it will end, okay?
Let's make it as awkward as possible. Take the... Oh, some people are like... La, la, la. <laughs> come on, come on. If you're sweaty palms, just warn the person. I have sweaty palms. Like that. Okay? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> you're, you're completely sweaty. That's fine. We still love you. we thank you for all you have taught us and shown us about relationships and and your word and and God we pray that Father would you bless every relationship that we have God Father whether it's with our friends our family um, with the people we will eventually date with um, people who piss us off or the people we're trying to reach out to God I pray that you will bless every relationship and God I pray for us right now as loud Jen God, would you unite our hearts? Would you give us a unity and a love for each other that will be such a great testimony to people outside the church? Father, would you teach us to love each other like the X2 church? God, would you give us the humility to be real before each other, to be vulnerable before each other? To Would you give us the trust that, that people will accept us still, even when they see how lame and stupid we are? God, would you give us that, that love and compassion and, and just care for each other as we do life together. So, Father, bless us as loud Jen. And as we go into the next few months, God, would you bless us together as a family. And we praise you, God, because you are our heavenly Father. You are our good and perfect Father. And from you, all good things come. And we thank you that, God, you love us. Just like the Father loved the prodigal son, you reached out to us. Father, we thank you that you are our Father, our Abba. We praise you. And so God, as we depart from here, God, be with us and fill us with your presence, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Love you guys. See you next week for CG.